Hello and welcome to episode 154 of First Geek 411. I'm your host, Cameron Franklin, and we're going crazy today because all the way from Canada is Shanine. How are you? Good. Tired. We went shopping at Costco today. I did not know that Costco was in Canada. Oh, yeah. I kind of just assumed it was like a southern U.S. thing, which doesn't quite make sense because I lived in Connecticut and we had <laughs> Costco's. So, yeah, I was like, where are you getting southern from? <laughs> you know, it happens. We have Costco. Mexico also has Costco. <laughs> it's a North America thing. Yeah. It's a good place to have. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. It's a good place to spend a lot of money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But get great deals that half goes the waste because you're a single person shopping at Costco for food. Yep. That's, what, that's how they that's get what you. freezers are for. <laughs> or the outside. <laughs> Location dependent. Location dependent. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us, no longer from Colorado, is Emma. How uh, are you can- doing? continually from Colorado, (laughs) just a different part of Colorado. (laughs) Um, Good. I moved recently about an hour and a half from where I was previously located. So yeah, no complaints. And then with us, as always, my best man, Chris Nicolay. How are you doing today? Oi, I am tired. I literally just got off about 20 minutes ago. I believe in you. So, if I snore, I'm sorry. <laughs> How dare you? If he snores, he doesn't make a loud noise in chat, and that'll yeah. that'll get him up. Right, maybe, <sighs> maybe. <laughs> I just fall asleep and mute everything. <laughs> you just, like fall face on the keyboard and just it just like crashes the string. <laughs> <laughs> but before Chris falls asleep, let's jump into the show. This week, we're talking Lucas games, Lucas film games, D&D, Square Enix, and Deadpool 3. And then we'll be wrapping it all up with the, our return to our top three movies we watched a lot as a kid. Before we get into the show proper, you can find us online at OneGeek411 on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and join our Discord server if you want to chat with us between the shows. You can send us an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. You can check out our show notes on our website, 1geek411.com. And you can watch live on Twitch, Monday night, 645 Mountain Time. Be part of the post-show chat and then find their videos over on YouTube after the fact. You can, of course, subscribe, follow, all of those things in those places. We also have a Redbubble store if you want to get some 1geek411 merch. And then if you are a podcast listener... You can, of course, write and subscribe wherever it is that you are listening to podcasts. It really helps us out if you do that. So let's jump into what we have been up to this past week. Again, we're going in a random order. Shanine, what do you got for us? Not a ton this week. I don't know. Still in like that. It feels like the phase between Christmas and New Year's is still going for me, except we're very much into New Year's at this point. So Eleven just, days. <laughs> just mm-hmm. trying to catch up, uh, started watching scrubs. I've nice. never, have you seen it before? I think I'd seen like a 
few of the first episodes, but I have not seen the whole thing. So wait, I've been watching Scrubs too. Just well, only one of you can talk about it for the intro. I'm just saying, like, I've been putting that on in the background. That's something Cameron and I watched throughout college. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I had the first two seasons of Scrubs. Oh, I have the first two seasons of Scrubs on um, DVD, and we kind of just watched them. Like, <laughs> Randomly. But, but, how far are you into Scrubs? Um, I don't know, maybe like 10 episodes into season two. Nice. Who's your favorite? Last season's a doozy. To not have seen Scrubs, so I will be the odd one out. <laughs> Who's your favorite J- uh, JD relationship so far? Favorite JD relationship? Yeah. I don't know. Probably Turk. Okay. <laughs> That's the correct answer. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I, I was gonna rephrase and say romantic. Who's your <laughs> also but, still but Turk? Also still Turk. I was just like, wait. Um, favorite girlfriend of JD so far, I guess. Also, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to remember who is all in season yeah, one. Yeah, to be honest, I feel like he- most of JD's girl like like there's not any like that are as as memorable as like other sitcoms. Yeah. I don't know. Like he dated Elliot for a minute. Yeah. Blech. That was that was bad. Tommy's favorite coupling in that show. Yeah. I do like Elliot and I do like JD, but not together. Exactly. They're both <laughs> Yeah, they don't work together. No. But the show like steers them together all the time. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> been a while yeah well that's why i started rewatching. it's like why haven't i watched in a while scrubs good thing to put on at work in the background yep i've been enjoying it and we're also continuing luigi's mansion three we finally got the button for the final floor so we are close you are playing at co-op right yep Yes, I am the Gooigi. You are. I am the Gooigi. <laughs> um, overall, oh, so we, we can get like an overall review after you beat the game. But we can hold out. It's got to be good. It's Luigi's Mansion. I mean, there's three of them. There's I no know, way right? the third one in the game that the fans waited decades for would be the worst one in the series. <laughs> Or it could be, I mean. I'm also still bitter about Kingdom Hearts 3. So. Yeah. But before I get too sad, Emma, what have you been up to? Quite a bit. Um, I went skiing last weekend with my family. And as I mentioned earlier, I, after that, promptly moved an hour and a half away from my wonderful mother's house to Denver, Colorado. And this week, I am starting grad school to get my Mm. master's in film production. So I'm pretty excited. That's awesome. Yeah. Also, I restarted my island in Animal Crossing 
because I opened it up the other day and I was like, this is boring. I've done absolutely everything I could possibly do. I'm just going to erase it all and start over. So that's what I did. And I'm glad I did because it's going to be a good de-stressor from schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what it, I've been up to. A lot of unpacking. Seem... <laughs> and seem... go ahead. So it seems like the perfect grad school game. Yeah. Of it's a game that you can kind of just always come back to play in chunks. Yeah. Like there's always something to come back for. Yep. And as big or as little chunks as mm-hmm. I want. Just rivers so. everywhere. Yeah. Rivers <laughs> everywhere. Make the whole island a river. Make it Venice. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually, I'm sure someone out there has done that. The thing about that game is you can make a river that doesn't make sense. Yeah. The sea to sea on a single level. Mm-hmm. I mean, you also terraform the whole island. So I, I feel like the unrealistic river is kind of the smallest problem. I mean, I'm just saying. It's like, is that supposed to be freshwater? Or is that all seawater now? Because it's flowing from sea to sea. <laughs> Good question. Is it even a lake? Is it even a river anymore? Or is that just a channel? Is this a river? A channel? A lake or a pond? Is it just two islands next to each other? <laughs> or is it just two islands next to each other? It's whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Just two islands at that point. No. <laughs> I agree. Chris, how about you? I have continued my trek through Final Fantasy XIV. Been playing way too much of that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You even streamed it some. I did. And I'm going to stream it again Wednesday. It's going to be my regular stream time. Maybe. It's at least going to be my stream time this week. Um, but yeah, just, just grinding out. Grinding it up a little bit. Leveling up some alternate classes. Um, before I dive into the most recent patches. Um, patch stories. I don't know. I really love the story of Final Fantasy XIV. Um, and Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to go. I don't know. I need to do some glamour stuff and stuff too. I don't know. There's too much to do in that game. Just MMO things. Just MMO things. And they've changed so much. And I'm trying to relearn everything. Um, also, Star Trek Discoveries season three finale was this week. And it was great. Although it just makes me more excited for season four because of the way they ended it. And I'm really looking forward to the progression now. Um, because yeah, yeah, no spoilers because I want people to go watch it, but it's good. It's a good season. Um, and yeah, been working on my deck for a upcoming commander thing we're doing. My deck's super cheap. It's like, 24 bucks out of 40. Proud of you. <laughs> so, so I can just go buy some big, expensive blue or black bombs now. Just throwing it out there, Cameron. <laughs> hey, you do what you got to do. Why just keep it the way it is? <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, what else? Uh, I started reading our book club book, but that's next week, right? I was right? going to order that today. That's next week, right? Yeah. Not this week. We're not doing that this week, right? End of the month. End of the month. We've got some time. 28th. 
fourth, the twenty eighth. Oh man. Yeah, we're yeah we're back on our normally scheduled book That's club that we did for one month and then had to completely change. <laughs> we did it for, for two, two months, months and then had to completely change. At least has two it, weeks. Is it always been the end of the month, or I thought it's, it was week three for some reason. It's supposed to be the last Thursday of the month, but both, with both Thanksgiving or American Thanksgiving and Christmas, we pushed it up a week. Yeah. So that's why we've been doing third week. Okay. I had a minor panic confirm. too over that. <laughs> so. like, I could be ready for next week. So but now I got even more time. So now I can procrastinate more. I'm not sure <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah. Live the dream. Live the dream. I discovered that there's a park a half a mile of my, from my new place. So I figured if I'm sick of reading things, I can always just put in the audio book, book on tape and just walk to the park and back and listen to it. So I'm pretty pleased with that discovery i've just never been good at going back and forth between a physical book and audiobooks i yeah. tried i thought it was the coolest thing that you might be able to do that and then it'd be like wait where'd the audiobook leave off <laughs> and i try yeah. to and then i spend more time just trying to find the spot in the book i'm just like oh man i should just kept listening to the audiobook it's one at a time for me mm-hmm. or at least a whole chapter because finding a chapter sign maybe i don't know i'm just bad at it <laughs> but yeah that's what i've been up to i also re-download diablo 3 because i'm thinking about playing some more of that nice after our chat in discord yeah i was so confused when you guys were talking d1 and d2 i was like who's going back and playing d1 even d2 i mean i understand d2 d2 is a phenomenal game but they were talking about Destiny, and I thought they were talking about Diablo. The, the original, the OGD. <laughs> you know? And I never really played Destiny, but yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> For me, um, this past weekend, streamed some Spider-Man Miles Morales and beat the game. And I definitely got, like, teary-eyed at the end. It kind of, like, it hit me, like, in the last, like, cutscenes. And I was like, oh, man, um, great game. Very short, um, very quick. Um, highly recommend. It's fun. I need to go back and do all the cleanup stuff and then do the second playthrough to get the um, platinum trophy. And so that's kind of the next thing on my agenda there. And then had a little bit extra time for the stream. And so I started playing Demon Souls um, for the remake. So far, my death count is one, which I'm pretty proud of. And so um, I just died to like this tutorial boss that's kind of supposed to kill you. So I'm so pretty happy. Goal to start a new game and go beat the tutorial bot and beat the tutorial boss. I might eventually. At the um, very beginning. Spec out for like the the heavier fighter or something like that. I mean, so I it's be, possible, right? Someone's tanky. done that. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. Um, the problem is that the boss like two shots you. Right. So, and so you just don't uh-huh. have... You can't yeah. get hit at all. Yeah. You just don't have a lot of wiggle room. And like, I was playing the magician, and so I just got wrecked. Squishy. And so... Pretty sure in that case, the boss one-shots you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it was like 80% of my health was the first attack. So Oof. something like that. And so, yeah, did not stand much of a chance, but uh, beat the first like real boss of the game on my first try, which I was pretty excited about. Phoenix. Yeah, the Phalanx. Um, it's the only boss I ever really, beat. Yeah, it looks really sure. good in the remake. Like you can actually see the details. 
Like it doesn't just look like a black blob. Yeah. So um then kind of as Chris mentioned, also been working on my Commander League deck. Um got in my last set of cards. And so that was really exciting. And so hopefully um whenever it is end of month that we're gonna be um running that, be ready to go. And then um Deanna has been binging Clone Wars, and so I've been binging Clone Wars with her. And so um, I think we're in season, like mid season four. And I do got to say that the internet always talks about like the show gets better as it keeps going. It gets way better as it keeps going. Like Is this, it's the animated one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like, like the CG. Yeah. Um, and it's also like, neither of us had seen the show before. And it's also, it's really funny how like all the new, like air quotes, new characters that have been introduced are all just characters from Clone Wars. Like, it's just like, no one's new. Everyone's from Clone Wars um, and stuff like that. And it's been super interesting to kind of see how much, like, I mean, it makes sense because Dave Filoni worked on Clone Wars and then worked on Mandalorian. But it's so funny to see how much Clone Wars like takes from, or Mandalorian takes from Clone Wars. And so, um, but yeah, so we've been doing that. Other than that, kind of just odds and ends here and there, magic, commander, um, that kind of stuff, D&D. And so, um, other than that, nothing too crazy. So let's, I guess with that, hop into our news slash discussion topics. Emma, why don't you start us off? Yeah, so I saw on Twitter a little earlier today that Lucasfilms has officially launched slash announced its branch off Lucasfilms games, which basically just means that all of like the Star Wars video games and things like that, that have come out in the past and are, I would assume, coming out in the future, like they now have an official department. Um for things like that going forward. So they have an official Lucasfilms game series going forwards <laughs> um, or like Twitter account that you can follow for like news sources. And it just encompasses all of the, just the entire catalog of games that like, I guess in the sense of legality fall to the rights of Lucasfilms. And I just thought that was pretty cool. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Longtime fans will remember that there used to be a studio called LucasArts that did a lot of this and then they just what? shut it down. And so somebody is over there like, I told you so. <laughs> like, just like, well, we can't just reboot LucasArts. Now we have Lucasfilm yeah. Studio or what they call games. it Lucasfilm games Lucasfilms ga- Lucasfilm games what yeah what a terrible which is name. considerably longer right it's a terrible uh, name it is it is a not a very good name that is good yeah but I mean even just a, call it Lucas games right just, yeah. like, just or just call it like Star Wars like Star Wars games like like why do we need this Lucas thing but um I mean uh, so I'm kind of really excited that they are. They seem to be finally taking this IP a bit more seriously. Like mm-hmm. after the debacle that was Battlefront Two. Are they taking it back from EA, or is the EA still a primary developer for them? So, um, based on what I saw, 
is they are just basically taking like a more oversight role of the IP, at least short term. But one of the main producers is still going to be EA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shame. And they don't so, learn. They don't learn. <laughs> Will they ever learn? Will they ever learn? Probably Will not. That's what I mean. Take the, <laughs> stop letting them make the Star Wars games. <laughs> Will they ever learn? In my stance on EA, well known. <laughs> Probably not. But um, <laughs> I don't even know the last EA game I bought. The only EA game I ever bought was The Sims. <laughs> I mean, for me, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Okay, but... so I technically own that, but I didn't <laughs> buy it. It was a Christmas present. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know, other than that, what the last one was that I bought. It definitely wasn't a sports game. I'll tell you that much. I mean, technically I own Anthem, but about that for like five bucks so that's a steal mm-hmm. that here's the thing you don't pay full price for an EA game if you buy it you do not buy brand new ea games and no full price unless no. it's a star so wars excited. title and you're weird and there's not loot box loot boxes <laughs> there's not loot boxes yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> the other thing that i had was that the so WandaVision, the first three episodes have gone out to reviewers and it's been getting really great reviews from them. And it's looking hopeful that it's going to be a good series. And the thing that I'm excited about for it is that from what I've read, it makes fun of like lifestyle sitcoms, kind of like... I Dream of De- Genie and Bewitched in a modern sense and mm-hmm. also a superhero way. So, And the review is just saying that that they're sticking to that sense of humor and I'm really excited to see where it goes from here. That makes it like, like the words you just said, Emma, make me even more hyped. Yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> Like, just the concept of taking a show and putting it in a sitcom fashion that makes fun of sitcoms is just like, I am ready to watch that, and I am here. But then you add superheroes on top of that, and, like, you're take my money. I don't care who you are. I'm going to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like just getting a new genre into like the superhero thing. Yeah. Like getting like, like how, like, like that's like the challenging question of how do you do a sitcom with soup in the MCU? Well, you do this weird, like this weird on, Yeah. And then like, things. it has this, yeah, it has this cool narrative that, well, what we think is going to be a cool narrative that's going to branch into the writer's story and like all these consequences for stuff. And it's like also a sitcom. Like, Using laugh tracks ironically. Yeah. <laughs> intentionally. Mm-hmm. So this week. That's something I'm looking forward yeah, to. This for week. Yeah. And I think Coming for up. us, the first two episodes drop at once. Correct. So so media will have seen one more than what we'll have seen. 
So yeah, uh, cannot wait. If you need a quick recap of their role in the MCU, it's pretty much all that. There's uh, two episodes of Marvel Legends on Disney Plus that just highlight both Wanda and Vision. Oh, nice. I need to watch those. I saw some people post about them, but I haven't watched them yet. They're put together pretty well. They're not very long, though. I wish they were longer. How reliably does that fit into the rest of the MCU narrative? Just that show in general? It's pretty much just recaps of the MCU. Okay. So it's like a clip show of the MCU? Pretty much. So far, like, I don't know what their ultimate plan is because I know they plan on featuring people who haven't been in the MCU yet. And I'm really looking forward to that aspect of command of Marvel legends, but the first two episodes are up now and it's just Wanda and vision. Mm. It seems like a good way of them getting around the um, origin story problem. Of You just do somebody's origin story in this like quick five minute thing. And then now they're a superhero. (laughs) Like sometimes you have to do some with, origin stories. I mean, with the especially with Wanda picking, <laughs> with the random characters they've been picking for the MCU, you got to do origin stories. Yeah, it's like these people have never had a movie before, right? Right, yeah. but even, I mean, Shang Chi aside, but like of the characters that have been recently introduced, the majority of their like origin stories haven't actually been their origin. It's just been like us meeting them. Yeah. And so kind of with the exception of like Captain Marvel, but like Black Panther, um, even like Guardians of the Galaxy, we get more of their like origin in the second one. Right. Um, well, and, and then, even even Tom Holland's Spider-Man, right. they Spider-Man. were just like, I mean, obviously it's Spider-Man. So at this point, we've had so many Spider-Man movies that they're just like, you know what? You get it. You know this guy. You know where he comes from. We're just going to jump into it and leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of that's kind of where the origin debate came from is that we've had how many reboots in the last 10 years of Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. So they yeah, like that the choice for for Disney to not do a origin story and kind of introduce him and they also introduced him not even in his own movie. He just got his own movie after they introduced him. Right. Kind of situation. I like that where they introduce the character in the background of another movie and then give you the movie. And I think that that's something that, again, to go back to the Legends thing, so they could do with Legends is like that gives you your way of like you have Spider Man show up in Civil War, you give them a Legends, and then they have their own movie. Mm-hmm. And that's how you can kind of hit their backstory and do all that kind of stuff without doing the the full on here is a character name movie. But you can still have like some information on how they got their powers and stuff like that. Yeah. Magic. Magic, magic. <laughs> Radioactive spiders. Yeah. Speaking of magic, Shanine, what do you got for us? There was a new D&D book kind of pre-announced today. It's supposed to be officially announced tomorrow um, called Candlekeep Mysteries. 
and it's looking like it's going to be an anthology of mystery adventures, which is super exciting. Um, it's going to be released on March 16th. And it's also looking like there was a lot of female contributors, most notably for me, Deborah Ann Wall, whom I love. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm always down for more female contributors. <laughs> mm -hmm. Also, Kate Welch and Marisha Ray. And no word really on who for sure is involved, but those are kind of the suspected people. And I'm just super excited for anything mm -hmm. D&D and Deborah Ann Wall. Yeah. She's fantastic. And I need to watch more of Relics and Rarities. Like it's one of those shows that like oh I start gosh. and I'll get like, I'll get like three episodes in and then like, I'll, I'll take a break. And then like, well, I feel like I need to start over and then I'll start it again and I'll watch like three <laughs> episodes in. And so I just need to get going. And it's such a good, such a good series. It's just so good. I just want more. <laughs> Maybe someday. Mm -hmm. My dream. It's all right. You got your own D&D campaign to worry about. Soon. Yes. I'm working on it. <laughs> also, Cameron, you got to let Deanna know to get her character up in D&D. &D, oh, yeah. We'll work on that this week, probably. Maybe. Probably not. <laughs> probably. Probably not. We got a few weeks. <laughs> got to believe, Chris. Got to believe. Oh, I believe, because if you don't get it to me, I'm writing it for you. <laughs> I sent a friend my concept for my character's backstory, and he responded with, that's probably the least tragic backstory I've ever heard for someone's character, ever. <laughs> and I just went, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And he was just like, I don't know. <laughs> Backstories don't have to be tragic. That's, no. why, that's why for the one that I'm planning with my friends, I've rolled a turtle because they're just natural adventures. They don't need a, they, they just want to wander the earth until they turn 50 and then they want to mate and die. And they want to mate <laughs> their lifestyle. So it's just... Good lifestyle. You do what you got to do, I guess. <laughs> they don't really have that desire until they're up there in those years. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't have to be tragic. Uh, so we have, yeah, your Shanine, your husband's there. I saw that. I'm excited. Excited to have a warlock in the group because you can do a lot of crazy things with a warlock. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Plans. <laughs> and we'll have a more formal like announcement of our characters. What all that's gonna be at a at a later time, leading up to. Right. We'll show. do we'll do like a formal session zero. Kind of get some character introductions out and I'll provide some world background as needed. Yeah. Soaked. Sounds good to me. Chris? I'm ready. <laughs> 
what do you got for us, Chris? So there, uh, Square recently filed for a series of trademarks for some potential titles that seem to be obviously related or very, very likely related to the Final Fantasy saga, um, kind of bringing back the Final Fantasy VII spinoffs. Uh, but they have filed trademarks for Ever Crisis, The First Soldier, as well as the Shinra Electrical Power Company logo. So they might be even just starting up a Shinra Electrical Power Company somewhere. I don't know. That's not concerning at all. I mean, China named their <laughs> AI system Skynet. So. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, someone's already screwed us over a long time ago. So, uh, <laughs> well, they didn't because no one's traveled back in time to stop them yet. I'm just saying. It, I mean, they they moved, put the events into motion and they named it Skynet. So, <laughs> I'm just happy it doesn't start in the U.S. Since it's, it's, um. But yeah, so with those three <laughs> titles, like it's obviously connecting back to Crisis Core, and um, I'm a little disappointed I'm not seeing any Cerberus or Dirge uh, titles in there because I can use some more Vincent. Um, but I'm this makes me a little more excited to see as kind of Zach to return. Is this going to be a spinoff from the official story, like the? remake storyline where there's a possibility that Zach's still alive somewhere. Right? Rumors. Who knows? All the questions. So many. And I will say, before the show started, when Chris was like putting this in the notes, I thought this was square as in the thing you pay with that was trademarking things, and I got really excited slash confused for what they were trademarking. Just so. Their payment device. <laughs> In other tech news, um, there was a social media company called Parler um, that has officially been taken down from the Apple and Google App Store and is no longer being hosted by Amazon Web Services due to certain, I guess, policy disagreements. <laughs> Um, that's a very political way to put it yep (laughs) a whole conversation we could go into but it's probably not going to (laughs) let's do it so uh, Parler ended up being it was a very hands off social media platform um, that was very anti-censorship and probably started off with really great intentions unfortunately quickly became a platform to share misinformation Potentially plan a coup against the government. Yes. Potentially plan terrorism, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> you know, you win. Sometimes you win some with like a lack of censorship. Maybe. Other times you lose some by, you know, helping people plan terrorism. Right. With, yeah. you know, 50 50. Right. With alternative facts. Sorry. Um, yeah. Um, but ultimately, as a result, uh, the promotion of potential violence and things like that. Apple and Google said these are against our user agreements or due to certain situations and and lack of policing. And then as a result, Amazon has also taken down. So they are currently down, down, shut down because they are not being, they 
but they are working on potentially finding another host for their service. Um, or we might see other smaller services take their place. Um, if you know someone on Parler, I mean, the thing about Parler is everyone that was leaving Facebook to go to Parler is like they're sharing their Parler on Facebook and saying, find me here. And then they're back a week later. Hey, guys, I don't know. I don't think you realize, but I'm over on Parler. You should, you should add me there. It's like, obviously, no one cares about Parler. No. <laughs> Clearly. So, no one cares. It's just like once a week they're back on Facebook. Hey, hey, I don't know. Like everyone that was going to park. Hey, guys, I maybe forgot or something, but I'm over on Parlor. Come friend me. Because <laughs> I'm anti-censorship. So come friend me. <laughs> Later. Yeah, guys, I'm I'm just not seeing enough of you on Parlor. You guys should leave Facebook because it's censor censorship. It's like, well, obviously you're getting your word out here just fine. So parlor's pointless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the vegan of social media. <laughs> like they gotta uh, let you know. It's one way to put it. <laughs> I mean, I so just going to chat. Racial tension, Janine's husband says, should be pronounced parlay, which is correct. I agree. But this but is America. Americans. <laughs> yeah. There's no America. Never mind that. Probably most of the people using this are it's probably a little farther <laughs> in some uneducated with limited educational opportunities. Much more likely to mispronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah so this week i got some in the complete opposite end of that spectrum and that is that kevin feige has confirmed that deadpool 3 is going to be in the mcu and will likely be r-rated um, this was posted by taos in the discord today um followed up with the cameron you still haven't seen the first two have you which i have not <laughs> and so <laughs> Um, so I'm really excited about this, um, more so for, and I've kind of hit this the past couple of weeks with, when we've talked about Sp the Spider-Man rumors, talked about Dr. Strange, Multiverse of Madness, WandaVision. The thing that gets me really hyped, um, about announcements is that, is the idea of what they could mean. Mm -hmm. So here, the fact that, um, in the quote by Feige, um, he specifically talks about like um, Deadpool three, Ryan Reynolds being back, like like Ryan overseeing the script and his involvement and in him being like bringing the character to life, like things like that get me really excited. He's because, still going to be super hands on in the creation yeah. of the third movie. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. this isn't Feige saying, "Cool, you did this cool thing. It's our cool thing now." get out of it yeah like like and then like i think if there is any like character that could handle like jumping that universe in like a fun like a fun way it's deadpool it's deadpool. Of, like whatever they'll Absolutely. set up yeah whatever they'll set up it's going to work <laughs> yes exactly like even if you just don't explain it 
Like just get let Deadpool like mention some offhanded joke about it. And it's like, oh, we've been here the whole time. Like it's that kind of thing. Because you expect that kind of thing from right. Deadpool of all of those characters. That's what <laughs> you expect of him <laughs> at this point. Exactly. Question is what hero will he first interact with? <sighs> Good question. For the cast. If you who do you want Deadpool's first MCU, currently in the MCU character? It's gotta be Spider-Man, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, I'm like, not the obvious, but. So the, it's like the, I'm torn on it. Cause like, I think the comedic answer is Spider-Man or yeah. Peter Quill, like Gardens of the Galaxy. Yeah. Type I thing. was just thinking Peter Quill. But, um, I was also thinking I'd like to see him go toe to toe with Tony Stark, <laughs> but that's <Rip>. currently yeah. <laughs> not, not doable. <laughs> I'd be down for Thor. Yeah, so someone said in the chat, Wolverine, which is one that I always want to see, is Deadpool against Wolverine. <laughs> but Wolverine's not in the MCU yet. I know. Yet. I, yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, the um, straight-laced answer is I would love to see him go up against um, Falcon and, um, mm-hmm. and Winter Soldier like have that tease like to go back to the idea of like character backstories that we've talked about like i'm sure it was the deal was closed way too late um after um like they'd already like been working on the script for falcon and winter soldier but that would be a great place to put like these two roman yeah like these two really straight laced characters and then the villain is deadpool like air quotes villain like like that kind of thing yeah the and yeah exactly like that would be so good i would be so happy for that like even just have him be like a tease of like of deadpool like oh it'd be so good like an end scene Mm -hmm. oh hi there kind of thing be a great way to bounce off those characters absolutely i think they should wait till the next like big group movie and just throw him in the middle randomly just <laughs> he just shows up <laughs> and so he has to interact with all of them all at once and they're all so confused <laughs> who is this guy okay so remember how everyone wants um ant-man's friend i want to say it's his name's the hispanic guy yeah lewis is it oh geez what's his name i can't name? remember his name but um I really want to see yes him and Deadpool like recap the MCU yes like to kick off Deadpool 3 and just have it be Deadpool talking about how he was there the whole time and just no one noticed him and that he was on filming at all yeah (laughs) like go back and just cut Deadpool into like all these random scenes exactly or or have it be like so like like end of end game, Deadpool got summoned, but something happened with the portal and he ended up not making it there in time. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, oh, it'd be so good. Love to um, see it. <laughs> in chat, Chunk the Hut says they just release a new cut of Endgame and he's just there. 
<laughs> so what you do is you put Endgame back in theaters. That should literally just be like every <laughs> Deadpool movie is just a recut of every popular Marvel film, but with Deadpool in there. Yeah. yeah. Endgame, the Deadpool cut. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and then going back to the Wolverine thing, this does obviously very much open up to whatever they'll be doing with X-Men. And so that's really exciting too. Like um, whether or not we'll like actually see the X-Men or the new, new version of the X-Men in this movie. Like we presumably will get to see some sort of mutants. So, I mean, besides Deadpool, but like, but that's exciting. We'll see. I think we got like a decade of MCU content first before they even start making like major yeah. headway into this yeah. realm. They're like, we got enough yeah. plan, guys. <laughs> we we just finished bit. with our first twelve-year plan. Yeah. Now we they We've need to accomplish teased everything the next twelve-year plan before they get on to their next idea. <laughs> yeah. They just like uh, essentially. Disney's just in a green light mood. I'm pretty sure if we went there and proposed an idea, they'd be like, yeah, we'll make that. Bet. <laughs> Several mean, years down the road. I'm Emma, a stakeholder. I, I got some pull. <laughs> Not much. Like, I only have like I'm ready. Four shares, but I can at least go to a stakeholder meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta believe, Chris. Gotta believe. One day at a time. <laughs> I, I am going to go to a stakeholder meeting one day. I just want after COVID because apparently you get free tickets to Disney World. So, nice. Ooh. that's what I've heard. So those are our discussion topics for this week. And that gets us into some announcement time. As we discussed at the top of the show, book club is later this month. Um, about two and a half weeks away on January 28th, looking at Treasure Island. And so I just wanted to shout that out. And then um, at the suggestion of some of the, um, the people in chat, we have added a new way to use channel points. And that is an option to submit a top three idea or a question and answer for us. And so Chunk the Hut, whose idea it was, um, also submitted the first question for us. And so that question that he wants us to tackle is what is the first movie you can actually remember seeing in theater and how does that movie make you feel? Pretty sure Lion King. King. Yeah. There's a Lion King for me as well. Yeah. The first one I remember was Finding Nemo because then I just fixated to it and that was like my movie as a kid that I would play on repeat when my parents let me (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) yeah my three-year-old self definitely remembers The Lion King that was definitely the first movie just had to verify I was like that's 94 right yeah Mm -hmm. it's about the start of my memory Makes sense. For me, it was Anastasia. Now I feel old. 
(laughs) (laughs) And so then to that second part of that question, how does that movie make you feel like going back and watching it or how, or how does the memory as a whole make you feel? I still love finding Nemo. That's that and the Lion King are my two favorite. Makes me miss the gaslight movie theater. (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't exist anymore. It's a base camp now. (laughs) I think it's just, yeah. Yeah, the theater I saw it in isn't a theater anymore either. Right. They had to build these giant facilities now. Yeah, that was a single screen one that I saw. And then Circus Twin was two. He only had five screens in Helen at the time. There was a drive-in, though, at the time, back when. Way back when. Back in the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) For me, Lion King scared me when I saw it. Like, the stampede scene freaked me out. Um, And so, like, like seeing that in the theater with, like, the surround sound and, and, like, it's like, that's really my first memory of it is being scared of the stampede scene. Um, cause I know we had to like leave the theater cause I was the loud three-year-old that was not like, not, <laughs> not getting along it. with the movie. And so we left and went to like the hallway for a bit then went back in and finished the movie. Well, at least you have but, good parents that took you out of the theater. Yeah. Some people's kids. Some people's kids. But, um, I mean. For Lion King being like one of my early memories, it's also like a very heavy movie. It's probably yeah. like my first major interaction with like the idea of death. Yeah. Speaking of which, Deanna, you cannot quote things like that in the middle no. of the podcast. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, I gotta say, we all got pretty lucky like with the first movie. Like, like those are, I guess, like three really solid movies. So, like, a good job, us. Like, are they for being born at the right time? Yeah. <laughs> when kids' movies were actually good. I mean, Anastasia is officially a Disney movie, right? Mm-hmm. Did they yeah. get the rights to it? Yep. Yeah. Within, Disney. Uh, yeah. With the Fox the, deal. With the Fox deal. So. Oh wow. She's officially mm-hmm. a Disney princess. Mm-hmm. Which everyone thought she was one anyway. Mistaken. Mistaken as a Disney princess so in <laughs> denial because she doesn't want to be a princess. It's probably because it's like it just feels like a Disney movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now it it it's may not have been made at Disney at the time it was conceived, but it's been adopted. <laughs> You can be a princess by adoption. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and by marriage. And by marriage. <laughs> I mean, Fox's studio still exists. They are getting the credit. True. They just happen to be owned by Disney by adoption. <laughs> no one's trying to take credit from them. We're just trying to say that she's officially could be a Disney princess. I better be getting yeah, where's, our, where's our Disneyland merch for. So that question, um, again, people can submit their questions or top three ideas in chat. 
um, using the new channel points thing. And um, kind of off of that, we had the top the idea um, to revisit a top three that we did in the past. And that's the top three movies you watched a lot as a kid. And so this is one that we um, we tackled all the way back around like episode 106. And so we've added new cast members since then. Like this is one that like um, has definitely been a while since we've um, since we've done. And so we do get have some listener feedback. And so in our Discord that people can join if they want to chat with us between the podcasts, um, Queen Scott Queen Skywalker seventy nine says that um, her top three is The Land Before Time, An American Tale, Five Goes West, and then all Disney animation, but mostly The Lion King. Then over on Twitter, um, Justin says, there were a lot of movies I watched a lot growing up. Labyrinth was actually one of them because I found a cool Labyrinth gif of him spinning a VHS tape. Um, and um, so was the um, the Goonies as well as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Oh man! Well, that's one off my list. <laughs> the Goonies, so, like I, I the, did watch a lot of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Those were actually really good, especially for costume based and it's not CG. Probably better than the CG versions. Just throwing it out yeah. there. Yeah, it's a great version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. For a live action adaptation? Yeah. Actually, like all four of them from that time frame. Not bad. Not bad. So for us, Emma, why don't you start us off? All right. So since I mentioned Nemo earlier, that was my go-to, but... I will, um, my family wasn't super into screen time growing up. So a lot of our movies were like family movies. So we watched Mary Poppins a lot. So that was one that I remember from an early age watching several times over. <laughs> I love me some Mary Poppins. Janine, what about you? Okay, like Emma, we didn't watch a lot of things in my house growing up, but I can remember watching like the same five movies at my <laughs> grandparents' house, both my grandparents' houses every time we'd go over. So there's my list is pretty much movies that I watched in my grandparents' house like a million times. Um one of them is oh Polly. Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> I watched Polly so many times. Just this parrot who can actually talk and just random adventures and <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Polly. I've never heard of this. Oh, I've seen this cover. Okay. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Oh man. I have I have the VHS now from my grandma. <laughs> Do you have a VHS nice. player though? 
or VCR, I guess. Yes. Always. Yes. Nice. Chris, what do you got? Okay, so my childhood, the most watched childhood movies of my childhood are not age appropriate for the age I was when I was watching these. And that's partially probably because like some of our closest siblings, so like granted my sister's only a year older, but my next sibling is eight years apart. Sort of out there. And it was the same case for my one of my first best friends, my neighbor Chris as well. It was really weird. Um, but we watched a lot of Robocop. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> a lot of RoboCop. <laughs> like all the time. And that is not an appropriate age appropriate movie for when you're I don't know. We probably started watching this when we were like four, five. Oh no. I mean, it came out in 87. So it's been it was out for a while when we first saw it. Mm-hmm. But had a neighbor named Chris. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. And yeah. It was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so not f- terrible. We just thought it was a cool movie. I don't think I've ever seen the OG RoboCop. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely, it does not hold up. No. But we not loved that in movie. In any way. <laughs> so when um, we had discussed um, doing this as our top three idea, my intention had been to go back and listen to the previous episode where we had done this as our top three. So I could pick six or pick three different movies that I watched a lot as a kid. And then I just didn't do that. And so I tried to like, I looked up movies and I tried to guess the ones I would have mentioned in the previous episode and leave them off. And so that's where we're at now. And so I basically like made my top three, then made another top three and then eliminated the first three choices. (laughs) But so here we are. Um, the first one is the Mighty Ducks. Um, that was one I loved. Um, I'll say all of them because I don't. I don't necessarily. One of them I feel like is not very good. It might be the third one. But um, but I definitely watched a lot of Mighty Ducks growing up, and um, maybe it was like the Texas kid that like you can't skate because it's, you know, Texas. And so you don't have like the outside um, ice skating, playing Winter. hockey. Yeah. yeah. And so maybe that was like part of why I really enjoyed that movie. Um, it was just, it was, yes, it was just so far out of the norm for, for growing up Cameron. Um, but yeah, great hockey movie. I mean, it's an enjoyable hockey movie. We'll actually <laughs> say it that way. Probably not a great <laughs> hockey movie, but <laughs> I mean, it's a sports movie that one of us enjoyed, so right, <laughs> gotta give it props, right? And and plot twist, I do have another sports movie on mine. So. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> so, um, Emma, what do you got? My second one is The Sound of Music, but for a long time, it was like the first half to the first two third of it that I was allowed to watch. Up until like all the war stuff started happening, and then like, but there's I still remember vividly. There's a certain part where my parents would send me off to bed, and I was like, okay, 
you're going to go to bed now. Like this is the <laughs> bedtime part where you go to sleep. Um, but it was just like, we would watch sound of music and I would know when we hit that part, it was time for me to go to bed. And then like, I don't remember how old I was when I was allowed to, to like watch the sound of music all the way through. But I was like, Oh, I can see why you guys would send me to bed after this part. This would give me <laughs> nightmares. <laughs> um, it's like they're running away from the Germans and getting chased out of their house. And they have to um, hike across the mountains. And that would scare me. <laughs> so, but Sand of Music was one that we watched a lot. And our family were huge Julie Andrews fans. So just anything with Julie Andrews in it. And we're going to watch it. <laughs> right now so yeah that was my second one i've nice. been to where they shot some of that yeah we watched sound of music too it's just i would love to be just just go to some of those places and admire it so janine what's your number two Okay, my number two is Scamper the Penguin, which I found out today is also known as The Adventures of Lolo the Penguin and was apparently a cooperative endeavor between studios in Japan and Russia. So look this one. What? apparently yeah. I was watching an English dub as a child. Um, super adorable little oh. penguins. Um, Scamper is blue and Snowflake is pink and they go on adventures and seals yeah. are scary and try to eat them and there's macaroni penguins that they meet and it's Macaroni exciting. penguins. Yeah. This looks super it's very like, 80s. Anime. Yeah, very yeah. 80s. Animation one. <laughs> 1986. <laughs> I remember it as being adorable. I probably will yeah. not watch it again. Yeah, this guy. I do feel like I've also seen this cover. Like, that like it kind of falls in that same category. Of like, I've never seen this movie, but I definitely recognize it. It reminds me a little bit of Balto. I don't know why that just came to mind, but like the art style, maybe because there's a dog in it. It's just... <laughs> making me it. think of balto which is a movie forever seared in my brain despite the fact that i only saw it like twice <laughs> perhaps because i'm a dog person <laughs> we all know i'm a dog person at this point <laughs> and deanna has seen scamper too i don't think I've ever known anyone else who's ever <laughs> known Scamper. <laughs> My list is a lot of really weird movies that like no one's ever heard of. And I had to spend like a significant amount of the afternoon Googling to figure out what <laughs> Remember the watching were. this? What's it called? Yeah, it's like yeah. 80s movie penguin. <laughs> See, my list is just... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I grew up on a movies. lot of those older, like <laughs> Gilligan's Island, I Dream of Jeannie, Bewitched, like a lot of those super old black and white mm -hmm. transition to color TV shows. 
that my parents watched that were just like, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Killigan's Island may make fun of adults. You could watch it anyway. <laughs> you know, it's not that they didn't care, but it was just like, yeah, we've seen it. We approve it. Check. I mean, it wasn't that inappropriate. No, <laughs> but it was stuff I mean, by that comparatively, they'd seen. it's like, yeah. Yeah, it was all stuff that they'd seen. So they were like, we've seen this. We've basically reviewed it. So it passes our childproof test, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> okay, Chris, what do you got? Um, this is one that we actually me and my one of my oldest best friends nick i think this tape ended up inoperable because we watched it so much and that is rush hour oh rush hour was almost on mine also not age appropriate for what it came out but still wonderful me yeah watch i watch rush hour so much as a big jackie chan person yeah. So that's what it was for me too. Like my dad was a big Jackie Chan fan. And so that was one that like, it kind of gets into for me, like the definition of like a lot as a kid. Whereas like, for me, that was like the like late single digits, early double digits. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so kind of getting a bit out of that, like that kid phase into the early teen phase. I mean, I, I was just being like under 10. It's just kind oh, of yeah, the first yeah. 10 years of my life. Yeah. And it's one of those. It's we all there's no rules for top threes. And so we all define <laughs> it however we want to define it. I was like, once I got in like 11 or 12, I'm like, that's preteen territory. Okay. Uh, so for me, um, this is one that I actually might have mentioned on the last list, like that I'm I'm kind of if there's any crossover, it's this one. And that's Sandlot, which mm. you can at me on this is the best thing to come out of baseball in the history of the sport. I'd say in terms of baseball movies, I'd say that's like the best baseball movie. I mean, there's the angels and, in the outfield. Come on. I want okay, to reiterate. Okay, fine. I'm, that's I'm another not saying, good one. I'm not saying baseball but... movies. I'm saying <laughs> literally the whole sport. Sandlot is better than. <laughs> I have never seen Sandlot, but it I can has, agree with that statement. I rewatched it recently, and by that I mean in like the last year and a half ish. And the extent they went to to depict the dog in the imaginations of these children, mm -hmm. I could not stop laughing. Oh, yeah. It was it's not a good effect. So funny. Like, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, yeah, that's scary. That's super scary. Like, it's a monster. But when I watched it again recently, I was like, this is the most hilarious thing I have seen in years. <laughs> it's <is> so bad. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So it's a great cast. I, it's a great, very quotable movie. And very. so, like, in chat, we've got the, you're, you're killing me, Smalls. Like, killing me, Smalls. Um, um you don't know what a s'more is like <laughs> that kind of stuff like there's some awesome quotable moments in that movie and it, it's such a great um forever 
Back. Um, is is cool. another like it's just such a good right. like early childhood running around the neighborhood kind of thing. Yep. So love it. Makes me feel like I should have put oh, little rascals in that same list. category. Yeah. Yep. Forgot until now, but I'm throwing it out there anyway. James Earl Jones too. Oh, I forgot he was in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, such a good movie. Yep. <laughs> okay. Emma, what is your number I'm like three? playing through the movie in my head now. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I might watch it tomorrow. <laughs> my Bob Apple's in the toilet one. and you like it. <laughs> oh, jeez, that movie. Um... <laughs> My last one was a little bit of a debate between picking one from my middle school years and sticking with the early childhood years. So middle school years gets a shout out to a very Potter musical mm. because that was like <laughs> one of my honestly first exposures to Harry Potter. And it was great. It made me feel old. I know. <laughs> um, my official third one is we're back to dinosaurs movie where it's like the, this nice professor science guy transports real dinosaurs into like 1980s New York. And there's this whole parade and things. And I thought it was so fun that they took real dinosaurs and put them into New York and they had to run around and fight the scientist's evil brother circus guy who had a screw for an eye yeah so that was a good yeah. one actually <laughs> and then the t-rex ended up becoming a golfer <laughs> no <laughs> i could watch that one today and still love it and not feel old and just it's a great one no, i'm just throwing so. out like the time that for the age of that movie, that does not make me feel old for it being. Yeah. <laughs> well, the fact that you said you can list very Potter musical because you're in middle school old makes me feel old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, and that's one of those movies that I feel like doesn't get enough credit where credit is due. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you can't go to Pig Farts, it's on um. Mars. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Oh, man. Janine, what do you got? Okay. Um, my last one is The Secret of the Seal, which was, I guess, my intro to anime as a young child. Um, it came out in 1992. And, yeah. I don't know. It's this cute little anime about this boy who moves to a new seaside town and finds this little baby seal that was supposed to be extinct. And he gets involved with people trying to save the seals. And of course, there are people trying to poach the seals. And it's a big theme in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of animal movies. I mean, you have Free, Free Willy. Willy. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man, how did Free one that I also obsessed this? over? <laughs> you had like the Homeward I, Bounds. Yeah. yeah. It was like a lot of animal movies, a lot of preservation movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this one got very real <laughs> for a kid's movie <laughs> in some places, but it's good. And the seals are real cute. This is another one I'll put on the list of movies I 100% recognize the cover of. What's it called? <laughs> but the Secret of the Seal. Secret the Secret of, of the, the seal. seal, also known as Totoy. But yeah, 100% recognize. And like, if you look yeah. at the image of like the front cover versus the back of the cover, they look nothing alike. Like they clearly just tried to bait people with the front cover. Not because they wouldn't know it was anime. Yeah, the... The, yeah, the cover and it looks worse. Yeah. yeah. The cover looks way worse than what the movie Absolutely. actually is. That looks terrifying. Yeah. Interesting. Not a movie I would inherently think to watch. <laughs> hmm. Chris, what's your last one? Three ninjas. Oh, good one. Although, no, it's not because it's just literally white appropriation now that I'm old enough to recognize. Yeah. Yeah, no, now that you say that, and I said that was a great movie, I'd like to retract my previous point. (laughs) Not a good movie. But when you're a child, you don't really notice those things. Yes, it's perfectly fine. Mostly because who didn't want to be a ninja? Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, nowadays, yes, this is a terrible movie and it's literally just three kids appropriating Asian culture. And, but yeah, I watched a lot of these. I watched all of them, actually. All, mm-hmm. all the entire f- series. Three Ninjas, Three Ninjas Strike Back. I don't remember the other crazy, obnoxious series titles. That's the problem putting a number in the name of your thing, is that then it gets really weird to do Three Ninjas too. Right. This just reminds me of... Oh, sorry. Three Ninjas Kickback. Is this a Mandela effect? Because I definitely remember Strike Back, but... This honestly reminds me of the How to Be a Ninja video on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Or just the How to Be... Apparently there were four. Three ninjas, so three ninjas TMNT crossed over with Home Alone. I mean, essentially, yeah. Except for it probably would have been better if they were turtles. I mean, I would like, I think that's a good t-shirt idea. Probably would have been better if they were turtles. And I think in general, you could say that for most movies. Yeah. Probably would have been better if they were turtles. If they were turtles. Like Wonder Woman uh, eight, 1984. <laughs> you know, even better if they were turtles. Like, I would watch something like the princess bride fantastic movie but if they were turtles even better movie (laughs) i just got this picture in my head of the scene where she pushes pushes wesley over the like down the hill and then at the bottom as a turtle he lands on his back and can't get back up again and he's just like (laughs) probably better as a turtle (laughs) yeah but yeah I will probably never watch another Three Ninjas movie ever again now that I'm old enough to recognize that's not good. 
And again, that's pretty much all the 90s were. It's just like, hey, people really like this kung fu stuff, karate stuff. Just put a white protagonist in it. Shame. But yeah, that's it. Yep. Speaking of movies, that probably would have been better with Turtles. My next one is the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. With the goo. Yep. <laughs> and so I loved this movie growing up. Um, I I'm pretty Rangers, sure we talked about this on last time we did this, actually. I don't, this is, I don't know. It seems like a possibility. Again, I did not Whether go back or not to it listen. was you that brought it up or me, yeah. because this is something we watched at the bowling alley all the time. So I probably brought it up because I was <laughs> yeah. actively bowling and it came to my head because when we were, when my parents were on league, we were kids, we'd be in the little daycare in the back of the alley watching Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Power Rangers always reminds me of my very first childhood best friend when I was like four and five. Killian was obsessed with the Power Rangers to the point that he was like a different Power Ranger for each Halloween and like had all these books and things. So like whenever Power Rangers comes up, I just think of my first childhood best friend who was obsessed with them we weren't friends for very long in the grand scheme of things because like we changed schools and all of that stuff but this is i always think of that one kid so (laughs) but yeah i remember the purple ooze i remember the ooze vividly vividly I like so that. I like that the modern context of Power Rangers is that they had to change the White Ranger around. <laughs> it's my favorite. Green Power. <laughs> Sorry. So that wraps up our top three. We had some awesome discussion going on in chat. Um, and some people shared movies and even some people that shared on our social media posts got in and shared some other ones. But I want to call out a panda boy who said Hunchback of Notre Dame, Toy Story, and Atlantis. That's a good one. That's a good list. Oh, El- Road to El Dorado oh, that's is another, another one, one that I loved as a kid. That's another underappreciated one, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you talk to Deanna, she'd say that's during the Disney experimental phase. Oh, Atlantis, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it probably was. Isn't Road to El Dorado not Disney? Atlantis is definitely experimental phase. It's it's DreamWorks. Yeah, Atlantis is, but... What's Bob? I think (laughs) Road to El Dorado, I think I also love it so much because that is literally the relationship between my best friend and I. Just... If you want to know anything about our friendship, it's that movie. So, yeah. And it's not Disney. Yeah. I was mostly referring to like, I knew Atlantis was in, I love Atlantis. I actually have a trailer for Atlantis somewhere. Like film, projector film. Which I still need to do my project with. And then also in chat, the Infinity Bros 
said I watched a lot of Angels in the Outfield. And then Little Giants was their other shout out. And so Angels in the Outfield, man. That was a ridiculous show. I had never I, I didn't care about <laughs> baseball at all, but I watch Angels in the Outfield. Maybe that was my parents' attempt to try to get me interested in a sport. <laughs> How well did that turn out? <laughs> i mean i mean (laughs) have you met me no not at all i became a cheerleader (laughs) in high school let's just throw that out (laughs) just throwing that out there so that wraps up the top three next week we're gonna have guests on from the mountain nerds podcast and kind of going along with that we will be talking best scenery to go along with their um, podcast theme um best scenery what just just best scenery define it how you want define it how i want (laughs) (laughs) hate these open-ended things (laughs) and so Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, and Lord of the Rings. Duh. Yeah, just all, just all yeah. landscape shots <laughs> yeah. of Lord of the Rings. And so I just want to go to New Zealand, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so we hope everyone will be back with us next week um, for that awesome chat with with the Mountain Nerds. So, as always, you can find us on our social media, which is One Geek Four One One, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and then of course join our Discord community if you want to chat with us during the show or during the show, um, between shows. And you can send us an email at one st geek four one one at gmail.com. You can watch live on Twitch six forty five Mountain Time and be part of that post show chat that we're about to have. And you can watch the video over on our YouTube. You can check out our Red Bubble store if you want to buy some merch. And then if you're a podcast listener, you can rate, subscribe, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Then you can check out our show notes on the website, onegeek411.com, where you can find our sister cast, Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust. Then, as always, if you want, you can reach out to us through our personal social media. Mine's Humar Whittle. Mine is I Am Not Prepared with an I. I'm the Hoot and Howl on Twitter and Hoot and Howl Tales, T-A-L-E-S, on Instagram. And I'm not so foreign. And it's been a great week. Wash your hands. Watch a movie. Read a book. I love you.